I was I was kind of managing with like a half fish tank full yeah. of water, and I was bilging it every like 30 seconds. And I was like, yeah, I got a mile left. I'm gonna do it. Nothing's gonna stop me. And then all of a sudden, it sounded like I-80 was right there at that bridge, and I was like, oh fuck. It was it was, it was loud. It started coming over the front, and then I just started sinking. <laughs> Welcome to a special edition of the Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy, take me away. A very special Tuesday report for you all today. It is our pumpkin recap. Not the full video, not the full documentary, not everything that went into the pumpkin trip, but a quick recap. We recorded this Monday afternoon. We wanted to get it out to everybody so you all knew the journey, knew a little bit about what happened, a little more than what we had shared on, on social media. So here's Chris, Matt, and myself recapping last week's pumpkin adventure, talking about everything that kind of went into it. You'll see a dedicated YouTube video about this adventure in the next week or so, so stay tuned for that. But here is a quick audio recap. Please enjoy. All right, so we wanted to get in here and talk about this. I mean, like, um, it's not every week we we do some shit like floating a giant pumpkin down a river, and it is hard for people to understand like why I did it. It's um, kind of hard for people to understand. Period. Um, but why do anything? For us to why do anything? Why do anything? No, I. So, like, listen. A year ago, I guess the inception of it was. When I was a kid, I used to read Guinness Book of World Records like on the toilet till my legs fell asleep. That and like Rick Riley. Yeah, same. And I always wanted to set a world record. You know, like it just was, it's always been in the back of my mind. Last summer, this guy, Dwayne Hansen in Missouri, he's 60 years old. So I'm like, all right, I should be able to do this maybe. <laughs> uh, but I know he's a tough SOB because I just did it. Um, floated in a pumpkin 38 miles down uh, the Missouri River uh, in Nebraska. He went from like Omaha to Nebraska City. Um, <clears throat> 11 hours. He got out. He said he broke the record. Somebody had done 25 in the past or mm-hmm, something like right. that. And then maybe it ratcheted up a little bit. He said that uh, he's never doing it again. And that if anybody could break it, he would definitely tip their hat to them because they are tough. And when I saw that, I was like, I think I could do it. I know I'm tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like being on the river. Like, this is what I love doing. Um, and how hard can it be? Like, you just got to sit in a pumpkin for 11 hours and that sort of thing. So I said to, you know, on the show, I was like, this is a record that I could break. Um, as the year went on, it got closer and closer to a time that we might actually be able to make a run for it. And we were like, holy shit, are we doing this? So I told Matt, um, hey, you're on this. Like, yep. you got to figure out a stretch that uh, that we could do. I prefer the East Coast. I don't want to go to Missouri. I want to break it on the East Coast in an East Coast river. It's like my home arena, you yep. know? I don't want to go on the road. Home do field this thing. advantage. I want we, home we, field wanted, advantage. we wanted to do the James, but found that that would be completely impossible. Although I did, I went to Dirty Nelly's the other night, and I, I ran into Tom Garstang, our friend from Malone, the guy that we had on this show, guy from Charlottesville who spent like 90-something days in the wild on the show alone and almost won had he not uh, fallen over and hurt his leg or whatever it right. was. Um, anyways, the guy lives around here. I always see him at the bar. We have the same favorite bar. And uh, if it's not dirty now, at least it's Miller's. I saw him there a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Anyways, I told him what I was doing. He was like, you should do the James below the, the rapids in Richmond. Like that thing's had, you know, like commerce ships up mm-hmm. and down that deal since the beginning of time. It's wide. It's not as rocky, that sort of thing. So you never know. There are other rivers out there like. We had Ralph, who's part of the Greenlight team, is from you know up in the pack northwest, and he said do the Willamette River mm-hmm. outside Port Portland. Okay, um, I know I could do the Missouri River. Not to say like 
not taking anything away from those guys. I think they're incredible. And I, I just, as a competitor, I believe I could do the fucking. You're paddling I, on a treadmill. It was I a different animal. A, what you did was a different animal. It's yeah. a different animal. I, 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 I think I could do a silt bottom, straight, long river. Yeah. I mean, that river's going five miles an hour on average. When we got the specs on the Delaware River, now where we are, it was a little confusing because it is way up there. To me, it's the upper Delaware. It's not the upper Delaware. Upper Delaware proper is like in New York. But below the state line is where we kind of put in uh, on the border of PA and New Jersey. Long story short, that stretch supposedly, if you Google it, like what's the average speed of the Delaware River, it's gonna give you this real boiled down answer. It's like two and a half miles an hour. So we were going off these, these, you know, these projections that if I paddle at like a half mile an hour and a mile an hour, then three and a half miles an hour, like if we have a good run of it, it could be a, a day trip into the night. Like at some point, my dumb ass thought that we could paddle at night. Yeah. <laughs> Once we got out there and saw the river, you realize it's not that kind of river. And really no kind of river is the river unless you floated a hundred times that you can, you can do it at night. So Matt, Tell them about how you got the ball rolling on this. Yeah, so basically spent a long time researching the whole giant pumpkin community. Eventually, finally got connected to this guy in West Virginia, Ryan Cook. Ryan's beast, could not have done it without him. He grew us multiple giant pumpkins, including one that he didn't take off the vine until the night before he packed it on his truck. Was thank, thank God. Yeah, that's the pumpkin right. we use. He packed it on his truck and took it all the way up to Milford, Pennsylvania for us, stayed at the hotel with us, and the next morning jumped into the water with the Sawzall and carved you what I what I think was a pretty good boat. It was a damn good boat. We beat it to hell. I mean, like, you know, I also Ryan, shout out to Ryan rolling up there with his whole family. Yeah. His whole kids family. in the back. I rolled up to the to Milton Beach where we put in, and uh, I was talking to Ryan for a little bit, and he was talking about his kids, and he motioned to the truck. I'm like, wait, they're inside the vehicle? Like, <laughs> yeah. They came up, and in fact, like mid-day one, after we'd gotten through a tough stretch, they were on the side of the river uh, about eight, nine miles down with signs. signs. The kids were holding signs and shit, so shout out to Ryan and them. And one of them grew a 600-pound pumpkin. Well, the kid has the, grown a 600-pound yeah. pumpkin himself. Ridiculous. And he was really hard on himself. He was like... Yeah, man, you know, I didn't, I couldn't get it done. I'm like, bro, you are like 13. Yeah. <laughs> you grew a 600-pound pumpkin. You're going places, yeah. man. All right? My kids haven't grown a single gourd. And uh, on top of it, Ryan has 37 state records. Yeah. They're like world records, like vegetable world records, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Not he doesn't just records. grow pumpkins. He grows all kinds yeah. of Giant stuff. cucumbers. He's all about the Long quality of it, too. He's not just yeah. going for size. He's going for the whole deal. He's like, he's looking at the lineage of the seed yeah. and making sure that he's doing the right thing. Like the Howard Dill Award, that's if, you, is, if yeah. you know Howard what you're uh, it's, a, it's like, it's yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're like one of those champion breeders, like yeah. bloodlines, like, you know, <laughs> pumpkins, man. It's not just a bulldog is a bulldog is a bulldog. Right. Um, you know, he's growing pumpkins that are thick that can take the beating of the river he's also like part of that pumpkin community so you kind of know when people are going to be breaking the record when they're not going to be breaking the record like on message boards and facebook is a big spot for i think the pumpkin community uh there were some some rumblings of somebody trying to make a run at this thing and go uh 61 miles so 100, 100 kilometers, kilometers. Um, now, I don't know where that guy is or when he intends on doing it, but we knew that even if we broke this record, we might not have it for long. So long story short, I'm already on the way up there. Like I'm staying at my in-laws in Jersey and I'm supposed to go the next day and I read uh, an alert on my phone for like the news and it's a guy in Missouri who has broken Dwayne Hansen's record. And this is Monday, two, three days before we have to go up. Now, thankfully, he went 39 miles. So we were like, hey, if we're gonna break Dwayne's record, yeah. we can do this, we've mapped it out. We were originally planning on going 47 miles. Whew. We were planning on going 47 <laughs> miles. And when you get down to where we were trying to take out in Belvedere, New Jersey, there is a rapid below that that's called uh, Foul Rift. And it's like well known to not float that. I mean, like, yeah, I guess some kayakers can do it, but mm -hmm. you lose a lot of elevation in like a half mile. Yep. And it's past the Delaware water gap, so the water picks up and that sort of thing. We had to be off the river by then. But overall, we were looking at satellite images of this stretch of river for months. And we were mapping out each island. So each island we came to, we knew how far in it was. We knew which way. We thought we knew which way to go. We knew. There were sunspots on some of these Google Earth things. And we were like, yeah, it's, it's the reflection of the sun. Like, I don't think these are. this is swift water, like the whole thing. 
that was out the, the window pretty quick. So we, we rolled up there with a big team. You know, we had three guys. Uh, we had Aiden, crew. we had Ralph, we had Taylor, Taylor, who it's great to see him. He used to work with us, now he's in New York. But those guys met us up there, and Matt and Reed went up with the two giant pumpkins. We stayed in Milford. We stayed at this this hotel that's been there since 1850. I forget the name of it. Hotel Faucher. Yeah, and so they had all these pictures on the wall. They had like Abraham Lincoln stayed there, JFK <laughs> stayed there. There was like a wall of fame, and I was kind of like in the back of my head, if we break this, they better put us on the wall. Mm -hmm. You had to get that picture with your your your, uh, your leg yeah. up and the oar next yeah. to the pumpkin. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably had George Washington on there, and all he did was cross the Delaware. Yeah. This yeah. is much more difficult. Um, so anyways... Should we just start talking about the trip? Because this is where it's interesting. I think, yeah. Um, so we got down to the boat ramp. Brian jumped up, cut you a hole. You got in it. You yeah. took off. I you, took off. You flew. And I think the first thing I realized was how uncomfortable it was going to be. I mean, like, you guys were in kayaks the whole time. Like, the guy who broke it in Missouri had, like, five, six boats with him. I think he's, like, a firefighter or something. Mm -hmm. He had the whole crew. Like, he had the Paw Patrol there. And I had you two in kayaks, which to me was like plenty. And you guys were going to be depth checking. You guys would be going ahead. like. And people were shocked to hear how primitive our <laughs> method for finding how deep the river was. Like we are half oar. We, we are half paddle, quarter paddle, full paddle. You're good here. Um, so we take off from Milton. We get going. It's cold. It's like 45 degrees. But the water's easy, the first stretch. In fact, it's a lot of paddling. And I'm realizing... I'm in this fucking thing. It's not like being in a motorcycle sidecar. Mm -mm. This thing is like a fucking coffin uh, for my legs. And it and doesn't want to move. It's not designed like a kayak. I'm kneeling. I got my knees down. I have my feet behind me up yeah. against the back of the pumpkin. And my, my toes are curled on the ground for 12 hours a day over two days. But in the beginning, it was just about staying warm and, and just paddling, trying to keep pace. Anyways, a couple miles in... We ran into, I think, our first bit of adversity. <laughs> the first, so our first section was eight miles, uh, and we got under the bridge. I think you bumped a couple times just past Started the bridge. Started to feel what it feels like. And the, we were like, whoa, this is it's that low? It's shallower you, than you, we thought. The pumpkin, when you would hit a rock, the pumpkin would stop. Your momentum would not. It would, yeah, it would And you had you. to hold your like, chest went way out every single time so it's basically like it's basically like riding a bull or something yeah. i would imagine but a bull's much harder and everything but like you you feel like you kind of have to hit the rock and you you kind of have to balance and, and move your torso around yeah but eventually and we're three four miles in we get into this swift water and we're hitting a lot of rocks and this was my first dump yeah dude like and when i tell you i would eject myself out of this pumpkin because if I tried to like hang on and lost my balance, I'm going to tip the pumpkin. Right. The, the float's going to be over. Like 950 pound pumpkin full of water. Like how am I getting that flipped? We find out later. <laughs> um, but like I had to eject myself at least three times. So I'm cold. I'm beat up. I'm getting sore. Uh, the first day is like a real wake up call. You weren't for us. complaining, but I could see on your face these periodic like points of like nerve pain or something. Like all of a sudden, you just yeah. grimace real hard. Yeah, it was hard. You'd adjust your pad and you just it keep was, going. It was hard. And I just want to say this like, it's physically one of the hardest things I've ever done. Like, you know, you were talking, you were comparing it to uh, Kilimanjaro Kili a couple times in a different way. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's like a nonstop glute, glute bridge for a day. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm never my I'm ne like when I'm on Kelly at on summit night, your heart's beating 120 miles an hour. You can't stop breathing. Uh, you, you, you feel like you're going to vomit. You have a headache. There's none of that. It's like, right. you know, I'm at sea level in a pumpkin, but your physical, the physical toll on your joints is tough. And you know, we're, we're getting down the river, having a good time. Uh, we got through the rough water. It got sunny in the afternoon. We were like, all right, this is nice. Like that second stretch of six miles was what? Tripped you you dunked a number of times. Yeah, a number of times. It was it was rocky. It was low. We might have picked the wrong route a time or two. And yeah, um, and the long story short, when you're in the river, just to set the scene a little bit more too, is that you're. It looked like the water level was pretty high on the pumpkin itself. This, so there was oh, not yeah. a lot of room for error. You want to no, you like, can't cut the you can't cut the hole too big because right. and that's the thing. Like you want to cut the hole bigger so you have more room. But there's going to be more overflow into the pumpkin. The pumpkin was, what, three and a half feet tall yeah. or so? And three feet of it is in the water. Yeah. And like, you only have that much. Yeah, there wasn't yeah. a lot of room for error. No. So if you're there's, going over stuff, it's yeah. coming It's also in. extremely, yeah. it's like driving a bus. 
So when you know that something's coming up, you better turn completely sideways. If you want to get left, you better get sideways and paddle left as hard as you can, like, you know, a quarter mile early. Yeah. And sometimes, like, if you catch a good a good current, you can make little adjustments and, and miss rocks. Because it's I a did. round pumpkin. It's yeah, not it's, like you have, you know, points a, in direction that help you steer it, things. But, but I packed. My wife thought I was going to be on mushrooms, knowing me. <laughs> she was like, you're going to be out there on boomers, aren't you? And I packed boomers. I cannot believe I packed boomers. The boomers didn't even leave my, my, my dry bag. <laughs> I don't think you thought of them. But once I realized yeah. like how nervous I was, like the night before I'm sitting in that hotel, I got to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. It felt like a football game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the uncertainty of it, the nerves, the fact that everybody was there. We all went out to dinner, but it had that very business-like feel. Yeah. By three, four hours into the float, I was like, I got five pre-rolls in here. I'm not going to be using any of them. Right. So like to me, this was like detox too. I had to be dead sober. I couldn't enjoy it the way I would enjoy a normal float. And uh, by the end of the first day, we felt good because we were, uh, what? 21 miles in. 21 miles in. Yeah, we wanted to get a little bit further, but we wanted to push as far as we could. We barely made it out with any daylight. We were at like an unofficial takeout point, had to kind of climb up a hill in the dark. But we made it 21 miles, so we were on pace for the record, and I feel like Vibes were pretty good. The vibes were good, and we decided, hey, we were we were trying to get this camper delivered on um, Outdoorsy, which is a, which is like um, uh, it's like Airbnb, a Airbnb for, for like trailers and yeah. shit. And so we were going to get one delivered right up to that campground there. And the last hour and a half was just a dead pond slog, dude. We could see where we needed to go paddling. for so long, was, but and I will say, just to go back, the the third quarter of the day. Was the, nice. It was great. Yeah, it was beautiful. What, six miles or something beautiful like that. Day. Just a nice. We didn't have any any rock bugs. Wildlife, bald eagles everywhere. There were pretty houses mountains. along the route. Um, yeah. It was that was a solid. And then we got. Uh, but you don't see anybody out on the river. You don't on see this, and the couple which people which kind of tripped me out. Like this is up in the Poconos. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the water temperature? It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's cold. It, I don't know what the like, water. Mid fifties. Yeah. Mid fifties. Fifties when it was warm. In the morning. When it, yeah. When I morning, dumped the like second 40. day, and I'll get there in a second, was like it was bad. But mm-hmm. the the first day was mostly smooth sailing with a really rough stretch in the morning. Yeah. That that basically was like, hey, motherfucker, this is not going to be easy. And when we got to camp, we couldn't get the trailer. Like they wouldn't deliver it, so we had to find a place to stay. We drove thirty minutes to a Hampton Inn. I, you know, that's the total AAU hotel. Yeah. I love AAU hotels. Uh, they're great because you, it's, a lot of times when I go to hotels, I'm nervous. I can't vape, and I'm going to be the guy that sets off the fire alarm. No even problem it's a totally there. unrealistic thing. Uh, but at the Hampton Inn, people are vaping, <laughs> yep. right. right? Like, so I feel good about that place. We got, we got a solid six-hour sleep. We got back out there. It's dark in the morning when we get in the car, and I wake up, and I'm just feeling beat. But I also know I got 20 miles left, and I'm done with this motherfucker the first half is over. Burn the ships. Let's do it. And the way it ended day one, we were feeling good. We were like, get us in the pumpkin. Let's fucking motor. Yes. Where's the pumpkin overnight? So you guys are leaving the river. Or you, you're just you're stashing the pumpkin. It's so, anchored somewhere. So we somewhere. pulled the pumpkin on, uh, on shore, yeah. and we tied it. We had a, we had a uh, what do you call cargo it? Cargo net. A, a cargo net. And we also like tried to tie it around the mast, right? Yeah. Tied it against a tree. I was picking up river rocks to dam that thing up so it wouldn't move. But yep. I was initially worried about leaving the pumpkin, but I realized we're in the wilderness, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's nobody really out there. Around, yeah. When you look at this stretch of river and you look on the, you know, the, the terrain map, it's all green for miles in either direction. It's like national forest, that sort of thing. So we didn't worry about the pumpkin. I worried that the pumpkin might be rotted in the morning and that sort of thing. We get or there. Animals. By, animals. Yeah. But we rolled up and we got in the water and... We were in at like 7 30, yeah. 7, 7 in the morning. Yeah. And we knew daylight was the number one enemy here because we didn't want to go three days if we didn't have to. And I also worry the longer we go about the integrity of the pumpkin. For sure. Okay. That comes up. Yep. Uh, so I get in the water. I start paddling. We're at a big bend. And it's and foggy. And it's, it's, it's dense. It's like you could barely see the trees it's on the side of their 43 bay. degrees. You can't see much, right? So I get out there. I'm paddling. These guys are catching up. No sooner than they catch up, about you know maybe a quarter, half mile down the way, Matt and I are paddling along, reeds off to the side, looking at an eagle or something, maybe checking depth, and we can't see, but we hear cars. Well, I don't hear cars. I thought it was the highway. Matt was like, "Are those cars?" I was like, "Cars, motherfucker! We drove forty minutes, didn't see a single person. Like, there's no bridges here. That's water." 
I said, water is coming. We need to figure out what's going on up here. They could not get up ahead. The, the current was too fast. You didn't want to leave me back in the back because if I dump, like it's yeah. unsafe, that sort of thing. And it started picking up and I'm here and we're coming up on a fucking rapid, guys. And we could not pick a clear line through that rapid. Every line I picked, I was getting beat up and couldn't steer because the fucking water's going too fast. And it's terrifying to not be able to slow that thing down and you know to be just entering the fog and not knowing what's coming. Mm-hmm. And I think but, the but, funny, funniest part was Matt and I are in these kayaks provided by Appomattox River Company, but uh, you know we're like, oh, just pop over here. Oh, come over yeah, here because yeah. we're used to how easy we mm-hmm. can ship these kayaks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I keep I'm trying. trying. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. fucking trying. I can't. <laughs> so the number one thing I said to these guys when we got in was I texted Reed at midnight, and this was me being like, you know, like, hey, just in case, just know that I texted. You know, like I looked at the forecast. I said 43 degrees at 7 a.m. I go, it is going to be fucking cold. And I said to Matt before I got in, I go, the one thing I cannot do this morning is dump. And there wasn't anything these guys could do about it, but uh, I dumped once. I got back in. I'm freezing my ass off. I'm trying to control my breathing. Uh, I got dumped again bad where water was coming into the pumpkin mm-hmm. and eventually ended up holding on to the pumpkin for dear life while the water's taking us both away, trying to swim over to the side of the shore. This thing's full of water. Uh, I'm hyperventilating. Uh, you know, like, it is freezing. The it water was, is, it's 800 you, pounds, too, Yeah, probably, and you're just point. holding the side of this thing swimming. There's a great video on your Instagram, but you're just holding holding on to the side. Your, your Carhartt hat's, like, on one side of your yeah. head. You're paddling through. And uh, yeah, you're, you're I'm having a hard time. It looked like, like a dire situation when you see that video yeah. and you see the fog and you can t- you can tell that the water. First of all, the water just fucking looks cold. Yeah. It looks the cold. The water was cold, and it was it was and th- higher than I was expecting. It, yeah, and thank God there was a sandbar there. Yeah. Like that sandbar saved our lives, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, like the morale was so low when we got to that sandbar, and I'm shaking. I can't stop shaking. These fuckers are covering me in like. All we had was like a, a, a one of those towels that dries, yeah, and yeah. then like Matt for like ten minutes. I'm I'm near death, and he's like, "Oh, I do have this uh, Patagonia fleece." Uh, it was like a dumb and dumb situation. You had extra gloves this whole time. Uh, but Reed starts building a fire. I'm curled up next to the fire. We're listening to Chris Stapleton. Uh, it's on shuffle, and it's like, why you gotta be so cold? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, motherfucker. I'm trying. Did you guys? Was there uh, ever a contemplation of like the body heat situation where you know, I, I you know, knew I was gonna be okay? At some but point, these guys were concerned. I, Matt I, especially was concerned about. I, it I, I said half jokingly, like, yeah, let's cuddle. Yeah, I'll, I'll back that ass up. Yeah, yeah. And you guys <laughs> did cuddle later. It wasn't me, but yeah. But on the side of the river, it was just it was a really hard, tough time. And honestly, when I get in these situations and it's, I'm not trying to turn a pumpkin float into a, a, a self-help video, but for me, as somebody who has been challenged my whole life with sports, with, you know, like challenges in that world that like humble you and break you down and quite honestly kick your ass sometimes, I have always been somebody who needs these challenges. Like I need to get my ass kicked sometimes. I need to do it to feel like I'm alive. I'm just being honest, like if I'm doing, I could do this for two, three years straight, we could have a bunch of success, but I, there's part of me that feels dead. And uh, to go do that that thing, in that moment I realized, all right, you got what you wanted. Mm-hmm. I was like, now you get to find out what you're made of. The next 12 hours of this day are gonna be, we're gonna see if the old you's still in there. And uh, that's where I kind of had to make a decision and be like, all right, we're just, we're, we're burning the ships, we're going. There's nobody there to warm you up. There's, there's no, there's no hot car to get into. There's nothing. Um, these guys weren't going to meet us for another five hours. Who knows what the rest of the river held, but we, we eventually got warmed up, got on the river, uh, and, and up and to that point, cause we did lose your phone I lost in my that. Phone. So we had lost math. I took classes. that pretty well. You did. You, you did. were like, my phone, my phone, my phone, my phone. But <laughs> <laughs> I dumped, bro. Yeah. My fucking jacket pocket happened to be open, and that thing was gone. The other jacket pocket was zipped up. I had a bunch of zin in there. <laughs> so, like, you know, honestly, in that situation, and by the way, the zin got me through that morning. I was like, another zin, another zin. I didn't want any food. I didn't want any water, but I wanted zin. I did pass um, the whiskey at one point around oh, the yeah, fire. Oh, yeah, we bust out the Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that did warm me up. I mean, that's yeah. how dudes in the Civil War would be like, yeah. hey, I'm getting yeah. amputated. Yeah, 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 I'm losing my arm. <laughs> One, one swig, one yeah. for the wound. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I just yeah. fucking doing that, dude. We called it Lewis and Clark shit. 
But at times it did feel like one of those adventure situations where like when you watch on TV and then they hype it up going into commercial that like somebody fell in the water, right. a tree fell on somebody and it's like, what? and then yeah. it just stops and it's like ring cameras. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I, that was that moment before the commercial. <laughs> it was that fucking sequence. It's straight up was like when they, when they do commercials for like Survivor and shit, yeah. that's you on the side of the pumpkin like paddling yeah, yeah, the that, side. Yeah, that's, that's your like B-roll. That, yeah, that was yeah. your B-roll. So we got the B-roll, and afterwards, Reed was like, we're floating down the river, it's a little warmer. He's like, you know, I had my GoPro on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have some good footage. I'm like, great. <laughs> yeah. It was, if I'm going to suffer, at least yeah. let's have some good fucking content. So we get to go, going down the way, and the bottom line is, we were paddling for our lives most of the day. It was beautiful out, but we had to get there by sundown. And we were kind of like, the whole, the whole day... And the night before, I was I was Googling shit because I couldn't go to bed. Like, you'd think I'd be tired. I'd just go right to bed. I fucking was Googling drownings on the <laughs> Delaware River, of which there are many, evidently. And many of the places were the places coming up for us. And in fact, after we posted this, there were a few people from that area like, why did you choose the, the, the water gap, bro? Because I don't know what I'm doing. And people. right now, <laughs> the fucking water's really rough. And I was like, you know, I noticed that. But like, also there's variable de- depths, variable currents. Sometimes it's a pond. There's a 55 foot eddy that I was told about the night before one of our turns that like, you want to steer clear of that? A big 55 foot hole, dude. Um, and there was this island coming up called Arrow Island. And um, I couldn't get it out of my head the whole night. It was like, I couldn't get it out of my head the whole day. It was coming at 36, 36. miles. So it was 13, mi- 13 miles in or 15 miles in, depending on if it was the 34 or 36. We weren't sure for a while. But I knew from this picture, you can Google Arrow Island on the Delaware River. And there's this gorgeous picture of the summer. And it looks like the Caribbean. It's so green and blue and beautiful. Juxtaposed to what we were looking at, at the beginning of the fall, it just looked... And on that video, on that picture, you could see there are two ways around the island, and both of them look like shit sandwiches. <laughs> like one of them looked like deeper, bigger water, and one of them looked like shallower, like choppier water. But it was like straight across the entire channel. So we thought we'd probably be going left. We got up there. It's getting to be about six o'clock, five o'clock. No, it's about and five o'clock. Before we even five, get there, yeah. we're in that slow run for a long time. Like we're feeling great because we think we're gonna do this thing. Like we're finding your, out your like, pumpkin oh, seems healthy. You're singing Sam Cook. Yeah. We're enjoying it. Yeah. The drone crashed. Reed dove in and we're laughing and fished we're the la- drone we're out. We're having a good time. But yeah. I, but in the back of my head, you know, like when I used to go to training camp and everybody's enjoying themselves in July, and I'm sitting there like, what's wrong with you? It was Arrow Island. <laughs> like you know, that's what was. And I knew, and, and it was funny, we ran into the first guy that gave us any information that we talked to who's cooking out on the side of the river or something. I said, hey man, like once you got over the pumpkin thing, I was like, where am I gonna run in trouble? You know this area well? He goes up around the bend. And I was like, all right. I was like, you think it's passable? He goes, I do. But most people don't realize the way a pumpkin sits. So we get up to the bend, we run to these two guys who got a you know, boat. And, they, and so I figured they fish this water they know where the deep water is. We asked these two cats, they're like, you want to go left? That's where the deep water is. So we get around the corner. We see the island. I'm like, okay, we got rapids on both sides. The left side, there is some big water. I'm talking yeah. about three-foot spray coming up, some back channels, some fucking like undertow. Like you, It's visible that there's some choppy water, and it's hard to know where the deep water. And the, the problem yeah. is, if you go deep, you're gonna get bigger spray, you're gonna get more mm. waves, you're gonna get more water over the top of the boat. And if you go shallow, you get less of that. And we are risking a puncture every right. time we go through this stuff. Before you get to that point, what is the status of the pumpkin, like the floor of it? Cause that was, if you're kneeling on it, there's, you're, it, you're, you're heavier than anybody I assume has done this before. Like my, one of my concerns when I was thinking about this in, in my head was the amount of pressure that's going on the bottom of that pumpkin. I wasn't worried kneeling. about me putting pressure on it. Once I got in there, I could but feel it. But it's that the, plus the, the bottom, right? So my whole worry was like, what's the bottom look like? Yeah. You don't know. It's like, we, know, we it's, couldn't know. You know, yeah. it's just fucking, it's under you. I can't flip this thing over. It's 950 pounds. And we, we feel good about it because we have three miles left. So once we get through this rapid, I feel like we're home, right? And we enter the rapid and I'm starting to get beat up and I had to bail, I hop back in and all of a sudden, boom, thump. The water starts filling up 
in the pumpkin. And it's pretty obvious to me that we have a leak or a hole or a puncture. You know, we, we, it's getting dark now. Yeah. And we're like, what, at first when the water started coming in that thing, I thought we were done. And when we went on the side of the river, I think Matt thought we were done too. I was thinking we were done and then I was kind of freaking out when you wanted to continue, like not verbally, but in my head because I was noting that it's getting dark and our support team is saying like, hey, there's nowhere we can meet you for a couple miles. Yeah, we're in. And we're they're like expecting us going. to come out. And I'm like, he's he's keeping going. What we time got, is it? What time is it now? It's past six, seven. Six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Six oh, wow. o'clock because yeah. the sun goes down at seven. And then after that, it's pretty. Yeah. So we get back in. I'm taking on water. I'm bilging every 30 seconds. I'm paddling. And we find out we have like two miles to go. We got two miles to go. And we also thinking, lose a paddle as this happens. We so we're down to one and a half. We lost the puncture the hole. Yep. Then as we're trying to like pass paddles back and forth, we lose another one. So, so we're guys, down to so, a paddleboard paddle and uh, and one half paddle for everybody else. So, so we, everybody's <laughs> doing like one of this oar thing. We basically know that we've got one chance to land this plane. The thing's smoking. The runway is shitty, but mm -hmm. like, let's get it down because it's our only choice. And my whole thing is like, I'm not gonna quit. I'm just not. Like, right. I'm very stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know that. Uh, and I wasn't gonna allow myself to be the reason we didn't get there. If the pumpkin's gonna quit, then the pumpkin's gonna quit. That's, but I'm gonna stay with the thing, dude. We were <laughs> when you guys were doing this when Macon was doing the show. We were talking about you had sent a text or something. And, I was I was gonna make him quit. I was gonna make him quit. I was like was talking to Macon. I was like, the only way that they're gonna make him get him to quit is if they sabotage the pumpkin. Yeah, no, like, like that was the only. That's the only way to do it is it. to yeah, flying yeah. high kick the pumpkin. <laughs> so I understand that it wasn't like the wisest decision, uh, but like that's kind of what these exercises are about. Is like if I'm gonna go out in a fucking blaze of glory, I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. But at least at least I, I tried. And so Be, before we get to this point, I want to reiterate to everybody listening out there who thought we weren't safe. We had throw bags with rope. We had life, life preservers. I had a life jacket we on. We had, yeah, yeah. Which we, is rare for we me. We were taking pretty decent precautions. I'm like Aquaman usually. Yeah. Got our headlamps but, but on. I had a fucking life jacket on and I was glad I did when we tipped in that pumpkin the first time. And I was really glad I, I did in a little bit. And so the sun's, it's getting real dusky, and we've got a long, straight stretch that leads about a mile up to this bridge that we're looking at. And we're like, is that the bridge? Because we get out of the bridge. Turns out it's not the bridge, but the bridge is a half mile past this, this first bridge. And I'm saying, if we can get to that bridge by dark, we can make that turn, and we can finish this thing. But we're not going to know what's ahead when it gets dark. Mm -hmm. So the sun goes down, and we've got headlamps on, and it is... It's black out there. And we paddle past the last landing that we can get off at. We see the guys there. They're watching us because they're documenting everything to make sure if we're going to break the record, we get the checkpoints. It's at about 38 miles. We see the guys. And we decide not to get off the river. We're going to go to the last mile. We're nearing the bridge. I'm bilging. Uh, morale is fine, but it's like, it's nervous. You know, yeah. like, Adrenaline is high. Adrenaline like you realize high. the stakes. Yeah. You're anticipating what's coming too, and you don't and know. No idea. We don't know. And yeah. then, like earlier in the morning, uh, I heard it before I saw it. I, in fact, I never saw it. Uh, <laughs> we're nearing this bridge. We don't know which span to go under. All I'm hearing is like a lot of water, and it's pretty clear we're going to the rapids. And I'm saying to myself, like, it is the middle of the night. This is not safe. You know, it's not the middle of the night, but it's effectively black out there. And I'm not gonna die doing this, but I'm gonna give it a run. Um, and we get right up to the rapids. I can see a little bit of white spray and like, these are big deep water waves, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I don't think there's fucking rocks under there, but you just don't know. And all of a sudden uh, the waves just get too much, go over the front of the, the pumpkin and I'm sinking. And decision I kind of had to make was, do I try to hang on to this pumpkin or do I hop out and, and enter the washing machine with my legs and my arms unencumbered with right. a chance to like kick off of whatever I need to kick off of. And that was, again, we didn't know it was up there. It could be a bunch of rocks. You yep. didn't want to get pinned somewhere. Yep. And the rapids started as soon as, as soon as they started, uh, the pumpkin started to sink. And so I'm in the drink. I got to be honest, this was the first moment I was panicking a little bit because of the darkness mm -hmm. and not being able to see what was coming, I was trying to reach over and get my torso on the end of Reed's boat on the back of his kayak. Cause like, you don't want to enter a rapid just swimming, right. not at night. 
And, uh, and as I'm doing that, my big ass like tilts a little bit and Reed falls off. <laughs> and I'm so glad you didn't die because I would be sitting here like just kicking myself. Uh, Reed's in the water. We're going about 12 miles an hour, it feels like. It's and quick, we're going and in, it's we're going into the washing we're, machine. We're riding the riding. And the you've carousel. lost all your shit. And much. I've lost all my shit. Um, <laughs> and I'm holding on to the back of the kayak, and Reed's holding on to the front of the kayak. And I'm like, Reed, kick your legs, get your legs up, wrap them around the kayak, because this is the type of thing where people don't come back up. Yeah. Especially, little secret here, he didn't have a life jacket on at this point. Mine was mine was on the back of the boat that ended up on the water. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like thinking and. This is one of those moments, and I've been close a couple times in my life. Y'all were like, have you ever almost died? And I was like, yeah, a couple times. I feel like one was on the New River where it probably wasn't anywhere close to death, but when you're underwater eight, nine seconds in a hole when you get dumped off a, a raft like, and you're swimming as hard as you can up and you're not coming right up, like that yeah. feels like you're going to die. Mm -hmm. um, this situation, like you could kind of smell the danger. Yeah. When danger shows up, like real danger, it's like it's hard to describe the way your brain processes it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, danger. It's like, the um <laughs> and there's a picture um, of Reed on the GoPro and his face, it caught him clinging onto this boat and his face says danger. Like <laughs> shock. You shock wanna know and how all. it felt? <laughs> yeah. Look at his face and that. <laughs> and so we're just we're floating through this washing machine, just praying, man, that nothing, you know, water coming over the top, the whole thing. Your flow state, that's what it's called. It's like when you get in that survival mode and yeah. your brain or your body releases like- It's very clear. Some kind of thing that just like, this is what I have to do right now to be alive. Very clear headed, yeah, yeah. very clear headed, yes. <laughs> unfortunately. Clear. And mother nature's danger is very different in the sense that it's so unpredictable yeah. and powerful. Yep. You don't realize how powerful it is yep. until you're in it yeah. because you're like, oh fuck, I have no chance. No idea. Yeah. Like, and we whatever's didn't... gonna happen is gonna happen right now and I have to do the best I possibly can to survive that. You always yeah. think that like with like being on the water or like being in nature, that like I would do this, I would do that. Yeah. But like the power of water yep. is too it's powerful. Crazy. And you just have to, you have to, you have to hold on. And yeah. so we were like fucking maybe 15 seconds, 20 seconds through this thing. It felt like. It felt longer than that. We, but we, we were, were like, there we for a while. We gotta get to the side, get you to know, the whole thing. And I'm and like, where's the side? Like, yeah. We're, we're just, we're just fucking upside down here. Yeah, we're, we're in the upside down world. And when you guys went went over, I started fishing for all your stuff and I was holding the giant pumpkin by one arm because I didn't want to let it go. I wish, you, I wish I knew. And then I was like, I saw the last paddle floating by far to my left and I was like, what the fuck am I holding on to this pumpkin for? And I, I let it sink. I wish I knew because I would have tried to go <laughs> I, I know, that's yeah. why I didn't say anything. Oh, so anyways, we got about three quarter God miles. God damn it, Matt. We got three, <laughs> three quarter miles left. You know, we're, we're on the side. We get out, we warm up for a second, we come to grips with the fact that we are not gonna do this, okay? Mm -hmm. We're not gonna do this tonight. And I gotta tell you, it felt much better than it felt when we had a puncture in the thing. It felt much better than the morning because at the end of the day, we rode the thing until the wheels fell off. Absolutely. And I gotta say, I, I when I went into this thing, I thought I would be able to do it and it would be hard, but like, I kind of underestimated it. And there's, it's not like watching film of an opponent. Like there's nothing I can really do. You know, like what could I have done differently? I don't know, maybe we could have picked a different river and we might do that next time. Yeah. Maybe there's not a next time. But coming out of it, I said this when we got off the river, had you told me a week ago that I was gonna come a mile short, I wouldn't even gotten the truck. But the whole point of doing anything like this is just fucking doing it. Like push off the dock, just do it. It's a stupid thing. For most people listening, they're like, yeah, stupid. But for, for, you, for anybody that does something hard, whether somebody tells you it's stupid or not, the whole point is to take a chance and test yourself and find out what you got. And I felt like over that two day stretch, I absolutely found out what I had. It reminded me what I had. And I feel like coming out of it, I'm better for that. And if it takes floating in a fucking pumpkin 39 miles, as stupid as that is, to explain to my parents why, you know, my mom's texting me the whole time or my kids are worried <laughs> about me. Or they're texting and, Reed because you lost your phone. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but then that, that's what it's going to take. And, 
you know, like I said, like we got off the river and I felt fucking alive. We were all up there thawing out in I was Portland. High as fuck on adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna say you were high as fuck. We, first, thing I did, did smoke got, that joint right we after. Got right yeah. into the fucking the bud, um, and you know, like it just felt like, hey, I've lost football games. I've lost. I've had bad luck at times. Things have not have not turned out the way I want them to turn out, and this thing was a failure, but. I felt like I was 100% happy we did it. And I had zero shame. Like, if anything, we were riding the truck back, and I use, I'm not gonna say this shit outright usually, but I don't feel like a lot of motherfuckers could do that. You didn't no. see Dwayne Hanson going through some I'm not taking anything away from Dwayne yeah, Hanson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about people I know and respect. Any rational person would have quit way before you did. So there you go. <laughs> so I feel, I feel good about that. You know what I mean? Uh, but. It's that type two fun we were talking about in the you car. It's it. that type two fun. Like type one is like it's fun during and it's fun like afterwards whenever you're recounting. Type two is your like during, you're like, oh, I'm a little puckered. Like this mm-hmm. is a little, I don't know about this. There's a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, then, and, and then it's at the bar. That's when it becomes fun. Recounting to your buddies on the podcast. Recounting to your buddies. Type three, we don't need to go to type three. Yeah, I, no, think type- I think we're past type three in all of our lives. But that's but, the whole point. It's like uh, you, you do things for stories, man. Not even for stories, just so you can reflect the adventure and, like, and uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the memory, man. You yep. do things for that. So like not everything's gonna be easy that you do and fun the whole time. Like this was fun in a really fucked up way. It it's also like, not gonna go according to plan, especially yeah. when you're dealing stuff like this. Like there are a lot of and we were talking about this the whole time during the planning of this, because it was months that we were, you know, talking about this weekly and going through all the things. We were at the mercy of the weather. The pumpkin, because yeah. that was the, the the thing that was left out a little bit. This was the third pumpkin. Like, yeah. I know you kind of touched on that, but this was the third pumpkin. The first well, two it was really were like rotted. the eighth pumpkin, yeah. right? Because we yeah. had Luke the first was the original, and site. he had grown us two or three. Yeah, and and we tried to do those, and then our other buddy Paul tried to grow a couple. Yeah. So once we got off the river, and you get into the truck to warm up, and you for call an for for a while, <laughs> we turned it up all the way to high, uh, and had fresh clothes thanks to Aiden and the guys. Uh, what'd you say to Meg and the kids afterwards? What did I say? I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> or what was their reaction, their reaction when you told them that so you they came up t- short? So when I called, I FaceTime. I think my wife was like pretty sure after the last conversation at like six that we were going to make it. And they were like, hello? And I was <laughs> and like... That was fast. That was my fault. Because like we, right when we started, I get a text from your mom yeah. saying, hey, like send pumpkin updates. And I shared my location with her. And then Meg right after... Yeah. Send pumpkin. So we've been sending pumpkin updates, and then I hadn't checked in because we were a little focused, like through through the second day, like the last two hours. And they both texted me. They were like, "Hey, how's it going? I know you guys were coming up in the rapid. You haven't checked in." And I was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we're about to hit the rapid. I think we're doing all right. We're mile thirty six. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple but hours. But it's we're good doing that you didn't right. worry him. If you yeah. didn't, like, you should never text my wife and tell him I'm on the side of the river, almost hypothermic. You yeah, should yeah, never yeah. tell her there's a hole in the pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, tell her later. Right, right. You can and, lie about when I went out. Yeah, yeah. You and know? that is so. Like I said, yeah, I, we're about to come up to this rapid, but I think we're doing all right. And then right after I said that is when we got the hole and fucking called my my kids. They, I was like, hey, you know, I, I'm alive, and but I didn't make it. But I am alive, and like it just looked. I think my kids. It's really one of the first times because my kids didn't weren't around when I played like to understand what failure is. And this isn't like a serious thing I get for most people listening. You're like, you failed at a pumpkin thing. Fucking grow up. Don't grow up, by the way. Be a fucking kid your whole life. Yeah. Dream big your whole life. Do stupid shit your whole life that nobody understands. Because the minute you stop doing stuff like that, you start dying, dude. And so like the lesson to my kids was that like you don't have to succeed at things to succeed at things. And right. that's a really like some people disagree with that. And it's not true in every situation. But I said on the video, trying's enough. So I told him, I just said, dude, I fucking sunk the pumpkin, guys. Uh, but I had no choice. We gave it our very best. Um, and I feel like I feel like I learned something about myself. I was like, I tested myself and we went out and I go, we're second place in the world, guys. Second place in the world. And they were just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they got, went out and got me one of these bowling Little League Baseball <laughs> trophies. And I'm convinced they actually jinxed me because they put the <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records on the little plaque. Now I got to get it changed, right? Second place in the world on that fucking trophy. But the bottom line is uh, it didn't matter if we broke the record or not. 
it's more of a personal thing. And, you know, I called my parents and my mom was laughing at me and my dad was like, you are one of a kind. <laughs> You're a unique individual. You are unique. There is no one like you. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, you know like, uh, my dad doesn't understand me. You know, he just doesn't, he, he's, me and him are different with shit like this. Um, I don't know, something, something that makes me want to uh, fuck, fuck my life up, you know? <laughs> Uh, there's something there's no it. one who has gone yeah. down the Delaware River in a pumpkin for as long. So yeah. you know how there's there's a lot of different records per body of water. Oh, I got the well. East Coast record. That's I what got I'm saying. the. There's nobody that could do. I, and it was different. I, I honestly, and this isn't me puffing my chest out. We were talking about on the way home. There's a few. There's like survivalists, people that maybe these kayakers like Dane Jackson. I'd yeah. love to see those yeah. guys do it. Like they would crush it, I'm sure. But it, they'd also have trouble oh, because there's sure. just no getting around some of this stuff. But as far as like normal dudes with no fucking applicable skill set like me that are just like gri gripping and ripping it, like, nah, bro. Their other experience with the going water up and is, doing that. Their other experience with the water is going, that. is weekend and be like, oh, I just went down to the river and sat on my boat and threw some rocks. Mo like, even river rats. Yeah. Go try it. Yeah. It was a motherfucker, dude. And I'm so glad we did it. Um, I had so much fun. Like, that's some of the most fun I've blast. ever had. Dude, but that's the thing. Hard shit is fun. Yes. Yeah. Doing hard shit as a group is fun. There is a lot to that. Doing hard shit alone is 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 cool, but like, you know, there's this Masogi thing that my friend was trying to get me to do for the last couple of years, my boy Tom. He's like, yo, I was reading about this Masogi thing. It's in Japanese culture. People do this one hard thing every year. I'm like, well, they don't tell you what to do. No, you got to think about it. You got to figure it out. And it's the thing that really challenges you. Like people will go out to um, the beach in Santa Barbara, I think, one of these beaches in California, you got to pick, carry like a 60 pound rock in the surf for like three miles. That's their Masogi. Like once a year, do something like that. You know, it's a weird yeah, group yeah. or individualized exercise that, that achieves this outcome. Do this shit for your Masogi. <laughs> Boy, this shit was difficult. Uh, but these guys crushed it. Couldn't have done it without them. Couldn't have almost done it without them. Couldn't have almost done it without you. Uh, and the guys on the side of the river were great because every time we saw them, it's like a big morale boost. And honestly, there were times in the trip that I didn't want to quit because of you guys because I'm like, y'all drove up here for this child's play shit. Let's fucking see it through. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm self-aware, okay? I know people look at me like, what the fuck is this guy doing? What an idiot. What a, He's wasting everybody's time. I get it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Well, I'll tell you, it's, I, I don't want to speak for Matt, but it was a blast to be a part of, and it was a blast to watch you work. <laughs> it was fun, dude. Watch you work. You we were in the fun. office, for sure. We were in that we pumpkin. Were, yeah, we were in the office, yeah. bro. It was a blast. It was, it was cool. So, And then we had the most dangerous part of the whole trip, which was me driving, driving six home. hours without my glasses. <laughs> dude, I've never fallen asleep in the car since I was like a kid. I think I fell asleep <laughs> on the way home from Pearl Jam concert at like Nissan Pavilion or something, or no, I forget which pavilion. It was one of the... But I haven't fallen asleep in a car since then. And you, you, after losing your glasses, driving that car on 81 for six hours in the middle of the night, that was the most dangerous part, <laughs> <Yeah>. statistically, <laughs> of the entire trip. And me and Reed were both asleep. We never would have woke up. I was mm. slapping myself like just lately well, enough asleep, that you wouldn't right? wake in up. Car. <laughs> you do, because there's the people that, that survive. Yeah, You're right. just totally relaxed. Exactly. I was like, well, Matt's going to die, but I'm <laughs> me and Reed are going to be like, bro, I got in that sheets. I took oh. a piss, yeah. and it was brown. You know the Tom Herman piss chart thing? Uh -huh. I'm a bad teammate was yeah. where I would have landed yeah. on that thing, dude. I don't know, I, I don't know where I was physically, but we. I woke up the next day, and to give you the back end of it, I couldn't walk. It felt like two football games. It felt like I played a football game. That's the closest <laughs> I've felt since I got out to feeling like you play a football game, where you wake up in the morning, you're delirious, you can't walk to the bathroom, my feet hurt. Muscles that, that I didn't even know exist hurt. They're still hurting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still tired, but we wanted to put a bow on it and tell you guys about all the bullshit we did. So if you're a core Greenlight listener and you, uh, and you enjoyed um, checking this one out, we appreciate you. Um, we'll do stupid shit like this from time to time. Send in suggestions. I love this. I, I feel alive again. So, you know, I don't know if it's like fucking, maybe not swim with alligators, but... You know, like give us some some adventures that you think we should try. We're game just to do just about anything except that ridiculous marathon, the Berkeleys, I think it's called. What's that? And it's like the Ozarks. It's literally like a backwoods 
marathon, you you do 26 and a half, 26.2 mile loops, but you have to do like five of them or 10 of them. Uh, there's no trail. There's no trail. Those five marathons? Yeah, yeah. It's like 100 miles or 150 miles oh, or I something I like that. I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. And there's no trail. You have to go off a compass and stuff. And there's like stashes of Too food. Too much or thinking. This has yeah. Dave, give that us has some Dave stuff. It's give ridiculous. us some stuff yeah. that you just got to be stubborn. Right. You know, right. or ballsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. But not okay. smart. Right. <laughs> not, not adept. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't need have any compasses. Skills. We don't need that. People skills. think, yeah, I'm an outdoors. No, I'm not. Yeah. The guy, the guy on the phone the night before was like, I'll send you all the coordinates. And then I was Googling. I was like, how do you read coordinates? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, we're looking at Google Maps. We're a blue dot on Google yeah. Maps. Do you have Google Maps? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. My buddy, well, you know Dave Bora. He just did Leadville. Yeah, he's and, a beast. And came up. Race is not short, easy. But like he said it was. And, you know, he was crushed not to finish it. Yeah. Uh, my boy Nate Boyer finished it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't know that we do anything like that, but give us some ideas. Yeah. Made me want to do another river trip, like, just on the kayak. Dude, we got to go back in kayak. It was gorgeous. Do some tough rapids, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Maybe any of you green light listeners that live up in that area, if you want to float with us, we could do a green light float. Yeah. Be chill. You know, I'm not sure float. if I want to follow through with that, but I just <laughs> kind of It's an good. idea. You know, we'll cap it at like five or something. Yeah. yeah. And everybody has to take shrooms. And wear a and, and wear a life jacket. And, life sign, a wa- and sign a waiver. Yeah. yeah. And a waiver. Sign a waiver. <laughs> so that's it, guys. Uh we will be back tomorrow. This is a special uh special occasion podcast. Uh Tomorrow we will be back with Stanford Steve for our locks and our college football and all that stuff. So make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, happy Halloween. I can't yeah, even look at fucking pumpkins. I was at Whole Foods. Yeah. They had them all out there. I was like, you people you out people. here picking your pumpkins. Every How time I see you? a pumpkin now, I have like a Pavlovian response of yeah. anger against it. Like anger, it's taunting dude. me. The <laughs> last couple nights I've been trying to go to sleep and just seeing water. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, we were in the car, you go over a bump because you mm-hmm. couldn't see shit, you know, so you're, I, 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 we go over a bump and I thought I was hitting, I was like waking up. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, oh no. PTSD from yeah, the pump. Yeah, exactly, dude. So if you want more updates from the Greenlight crew, go to greenlightpodcast.com, enter your email and you will get a weekly newsletter. As I look at it right now, we failed, but we succeeded. All right. I feel so, great. Take care. <laughs>